0: Tech fan Podcast number four hundred and twenty-eight. I am Tim Robertson, and uh, as most of the time, I'm joined by David Cohen. Hello. And this time, Owen Rubin is back. Hey, Owen. Hey, Dib, Tim, how you guys doing? Deb, how go with Deb? Good, Tim. Tim. Um, it's it's morning, early, yeah, dark thirty. It is, yeah. <laughs> well, I woke up this morning with a blistering headache, one of those Dude. that just it it just won't go away for anything. What can you do? Do you suffer from migraines? No, I don't. Uh I think it's uh, allergy related because oh, I woke yeah. up the first time I woke up this morning, I was just completely congested right in my sinuses. And uh, I was up for a couple hours and I laid on the couch and fell asleep for about an hour and a half. And then when it's when I woke up from that it was when the blustering headache.
1: Yeah, don't don't discount stress either. I I found Yeah, You know, for the first couple of weeks of this, it felt like I had a a band across my forehead, and that was just stress headache, basically.
0: I'm not not too stressed. Obviously, as we record this, we're um, in the midst of lockdowns pretty much across both of our countries. Yep. Um, Mm -hmm. Michigan yesterday, our governor pushed out the stay-at-home order and made it a little bit more stringent uh, until, well, pretty much all of April. Right. Um, but you know, it is what it is. I will be fine. Yeah. I'm not too worried about that. Um, what I am worried about, what is something that happened to me, let's say Friday, it happened on Tuesday. So on Tuesday, um, I, it, you both get pretty good storms there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Every now and again, they're not that common in Britain, but, uh, when we do get them, they tend to often be quite big.
2: What about you on? It's California, you know. It's uh, it's the same thing. It's usually like between fifty and seventy, and either cloudy or clear. But it, when a it, storm
0: hits, it, you know about it. So we had the storm run through on Tuesday night, and they kept warning us about it. And you know how uh, freaked out, excited the weathermen get when it comes to <laughs> storms. And and it's the problem the is.
1: It's, it's like The Boy Who Cried Wolf because they do yeah. that for every single thing. You can't trust whether this is a real biggie or whether it's just a mild one.
0: Well, they did say it was going to be a fast-moving, and I can verify that it was a very fast-moving storm. It hit us and was gone within about 20 minutes. But within that 20 minutes, it was uh, amazing. And the lightning lasted for probably an hour afterwards. Just not here, but we could see it. It looked like that scene in Harry Potter where the wizards are fighting up in the clouds and you can just see the flashes. That's what it looked like for a while. Um, But we lost power. And it was very localized. It it hit us and it hit about 20 blocks around us. Mm -hmm. But we're towards the epicenter of it. And I was at my computer when it hit. And I could hear all this buzzing and crackling sounds. (laughs) And good. Never good. Never good. (laughs) And um, the result of that was that I found so far anyways. Two things happened. Uh, Number one, I lost two of my three smart plugs. These ones that I could use my iPhone to start my arcades with. Yeah. Both of them were shot. Right. And I say two of the three because the third one actually wasn't plugged in. That's usually plugged into my RetroPie, but for whatever reason it wasn't. So I still have one smart plug, which I can use on one of my arcades. Right. Which kind of sucked. Which ones do you use? Um, what the heck are these called? I don't have them with me right now. That's right. I- um, Zuli. Zuli. Yeah, I know it sounds like a fake company on the show Silicon Valley.
2: <laughs> yeah, i <It>
1: I, <laughs> I have a I have a couple as well that drive um some lights in the cabinets in the in the kitchen, but uh, I couldn't tell you what they were. I know they were, they were really cheap and actually were very good. Um. Yeah, that's the
0: surprising part, isn't it?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a bit of a. Yeah, I ate
0: almost nothing for these, but man, they work. Yeah, well, just looking this up.
2: Zulie is a is a natural food store in in Waynesville, North Carolina.
0: Yeah, that's I where really I got them. That. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're made out of tomatoes, and believe it or not, pasta. I think <laughs> kind of strange, yeah. but, um, they, uh, I think the company actually went out of business because I tried to Google how to reset them because i thought well maybe they just need to be reset yeah um i finally found some instructions but the the actual page that these should have gone to were all gone so, so that, company that, folded
1: yeah that's that's the problem with these cheap ones is that they tend to be a bit fly by night
0: well these ones were ones that i got from uh amazon part of the vine program that i yeah. get free products through mm-hmm. and uh, that'll come into play by the way later in this episode uh so two of those are gone big deal i can replace those no problem with something else the big problem though is i lost my computer speakers my beloved oh. forever i've had altic lansings yeah um just gone uh i i took apart the sub because that's where all the you know the controls and the electronics are and there's three fuses in there and I replaced all three fuses and it didn't help.
2: Yeah. So the, your power going out was getting, it was a lightning strike on the AC. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and fuses, so, fuses don't help with that because the fuse blows no. as they pass the lightning over to the next component. Chain. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, they didn't, they didn't blow. I think the transformer in the sub blue. Right.
2: Yeah. I used to have a big, you know, 10 foot, satellite dish in the backyard and it got hit by lightning once and it literally set it on fire in the house. Luckily I was there. Wow. Really? Yeah. It was connected by a great big giant coax cable. And -hmm. then, then the big second set of wires for the motor. And it, we heard this pop and this, the receiver just went, just like (laughs) exploded and caught fire.
1: So when I was at boarding school, many, many years ago now we had a, um, a network connecting all the all the school computers together the school computers were bbc micros which are kind of a british equivalent to the um apple II, okay. um and we had a a serial network called econet that acorn the company who um did the, the bbc micro invented uh, and we had it all over the school this was quite a large boarding school and we had it laid in kind of little trenches all the way over the school connecting everything together for the, for the early eighties it was very sophisticated, but um we took a lightning strike somewhere on the school grounds once and basically blew out all the computer networking hardware <laughs> and every single repeater. It was serial. So it had lots of repeaters blew all the repeaters as well. Basically they had to virtually replace everything except the cable to get everything working again. Wow. Yeah. Well, so, but my, you, you love those speakers, Tim. I, You've I had love them for that. years.
0: I've had them for probably 12 years. Yeah. And they were the speakers that I compared everything to. When I would do speaker reviews, that's the ones that, uh, you know, they sounded so good. The bass was almost perfect. Um, Just, I love those speakers. So I tried and tried and tried to resurrect them and nope, they're gone. So I did... Actually, go out and buy new computer speakers on Wednesday. Believe it or not, uh, Best Buy actually had a pair in my hometown here that I wanted, and it's a pair of Clips, 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 Clips reference uh, four-inch, thirty-five watt, two-way powered monitor speakers. They make great speakers. They make Clips really tend
1: good. to make great everything. I I like Clips yeah. stuff.
0: I'm I'm happy with them so far. Um, the bass is not there. I mean, I'm not really surprised at four-inch subs in there. yeah. They're more like mid, so I'm going to add a, eventually a subwoofer to this to get the sound that I need and the sound that I want. But yeah. for now, for what I'm mostly using them for, which is movies or spoken word or editing podcasts, stuff like that, it's, it's way more than adequate. They sound good. They take a lot more room on my desktop. They look really nice. I sent a link in uh, the wire conversation to the Best Buy page. I paid $2.99 for them, which, you know, is not honestly isn't that bad. Not for clips.
2: Those are airfield speakers. Those are probably really good to be sitting right in front of.
0: Yeah, they are. Um, And that's what I need for, you know, computer speakers, if you will. I mean, they're probably way overblown for computer speakers, (laughs) but I do a lot with my computer, so it makes sense. Um, he's I hoping, he's hoping course, at least
1: they last long, last as long as the old text did.
0: Well, let's hope so. I've got these actually plugged into my uh battery outlet, which I thought my other ones had been plugged into that as well, but nope. I for whatever reason, I had them plugged directly into the wall socket, which was stupid oh. on my end. Yeah, so it's my fault. Um, power you came got- back on like at 2.30 in the morning, woke everybody up again.
2: Yeah. You get a lot of lightning, though. You don't have, a, like, a whole home suppressor in I your don't. house?
0: mm No. This is the first time I've actually had a lightning strike that damaged anything in the house significantly. Uh, and I think one of my outlets is shot, too, now. The one that the speakers were actually plugged into. I don't think that's getting any power. Uh, I put my uh, meter on that, and I'm not getting any juice from it, so... Eventually, I'll have to move my whole desk, tear everything apart again, which I just did two weeks ago. Yeah, And... Uh, replace that socket because you don't want a bad socket like that you're sure it's not a circuit breaker No I already traced it in the basement and it's oh. fine there I'm getting 120 right where I should be but when I come up to the actual AC outlet nothing there's nothing
1: so make sure you so. put have you put tape over the bad outlet so you don't forget and plug something into it
0: uh, I won't it's underneath my desk no. uh, underneath a window you literally have to crawl underneath my desk to even get to it. It's actually plugged into um it was like this when I bought the house, an industrial block, a metal block that someone screwed right into my freaking wood like an idiot, <laughs> right? Um but it's a four plug thing. It's got, you know, two sockets in there, or technically four sockets but but two outlets there. Um so it's going to be fairly easy to replace it. It's just I don't want to. Yeah. it's like "Ah, I don't want to crawl underneath there that's not fun it's always the one you
2: can't get to yeah
1: the uh, the other question of course is have you thought about reaching out to Altec Lansing and seeing if by any chance these things they have a repair program or anything but I'm looking on the website now and it looks like all they do is rubber pool speakers anymore
0: yeah they're not the same company (laughs) they were bought out many years ago Uh, I already knew that was going to be a dead end I actually did jump on eBay yeah and I couldn't find anybody who had anything reasonable even you know because honestly all I really need is the base the, yeah. the the base box itself everything else is fine but you know what it's at this point I don't see the point in it I'll just write them off and I've already bought the clips anyway so yeah well that's up. I'm still upset yeah um have you ever had anything like that happen to you Owen
2: like Other than that satellite receiver, we get lightning here, you know, once every other year, if we're lucky. Uh, no, that's the only one. And I, I know how you feel because I have like this pair of Sony speakers that were not cheap when they first came out. And they, they've got to be 15, 16 years old. And I actually adore them, but they would blow. I'm sure the first thing that would go, they'd have no protection at all.
0: You know, the thing about older speakers are people say, well, you know, these are new speakers. They got to sound better than the old ones. No, because the old ones are nice and broken. (laughs) They're supple. They move correctly. These, when I first started playing them, sounded a little crackly. And I thought, did I get bad speakers? But I just let music play through them for a couple hours and it loosened the cone a little bit the way they should be. I broke them in a little bit. And now they have this nice warm sound.
1: No, yeah. the Um, The problem is the older stuff was built better. Because I think so. it, it tended to be, adjusting for inflation, more expensive than the stuff yeah. we buy nowadays. And the re- one of the reasons the stuff we buy nowadays, nowadays is cheaper is because it's all built down to a cost.
0: You know, those Altec Lansings were um, better than they should have been. I mean, they were not cheap speakers to begin with. But at the time that I, I got those... Uh, and I think that was... I I remember reviewing them for the MyMac podcast way back in the day, sitting at Chad's house. I was getting quite a few speaker systems at the time. I I had like three or four of them. And they're all three ways, you know, with the sub and the tweets and the mids and all that. And those were just so much better than the rest, including another pair of Altec Lansings that were right around the same price range. And a pair of Harman cartons that I also tried, and, and they were just better. Yeah. So... I, I just kept them. I never replaced them because they were so good. Every other speaker I've ever got since I got those, I got rid of because they just didn't sound as good.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think I've told this story before, but I have a pair of um, AEG monitor speakers for a computer uh-huh. with a subwoofer. And that's the only thing I've ever reviewed there where I basically called up the company and said, um, can I give you money and not send these back because I want to Yeah, that's,
0: that's exactly what I did with Ulti. <laughs> uh, now, they said, no, just go ahead and keep them. I didn't actually yeah. have to pay for them, which no, was with, nice.
1: With AEG, they gave me a discount um, and uh, I was happy to pay for them because, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, in this game, you don't want to expect that anybody's going to give you stuff for free because no, it I kind of do. distorts your perspective on anything. Um, and uh, yeah, I was happy to pay. And Alexander still uses them. He uses them when he does his, his DJ sets or he has been. Um, well, we here
0: is th- the
1: go ahead as yeah, I say we don't have them set up on a computer anymore because we don't have any fixed computers in the house yeah oh,
0: wait, oh, the that's interesting.
2: Drop them wait here I'll show you the I'll give you in the show notes the ones that I have I, it's amazing you can still buy them
1: <laughs> well I was going to say but looking at this Altec Lonesy page it's, they just don't sell anything like that anymore because I guess people there's not much of a market for them a lot of uh, people who want computers on um uh, kind of high-end computer speakers a lot of them will have um well either have it connected to a tv and a soundbar or alternatively they use headphones i don't think a lot of gaming um guys would uh would probably have big speaker sets and uh, there were many, headphones yeah many many people just don't I, don't I just don't think don't have they just use what comes out the computer or they use a
0: headphones you know or they use cheapy speakers. Yeah, or they use uh, or they use a Bluetooth is, or
1: something like that. You know,
0: and, and I think the reason for that is honestly, people are used to crappier sounding music. Yeah, we're we've been conditioned now to listen to streaming stuff, which I, I'm sorry, just does not sound as good as a, a good record or a good CD. It just doesn't. Yeah, it sounds better than a cassette. That's not saying much. So have but, you noticed that stereos are gone? I mean, that the, people like
2: I'll put it amazon or a google speaker and that's what they listen to music on the idea mm-hmm. of having a
0: nice stereo in the house is an
2: old-fashioned idea
0: yeah yeah even though the old stereos actually sounded better oh the they l- did
2: a hell of
1: a lot better but yeah. yeah you can there's there's still a market in the there's a, a famous uh uk um store not not far from me a hi-fi store and most of what they sell now is tvs they're called richer sounds and they've been going for about 25 years and they they started as a kind of um importing japanese stereo gear and selling it you know palm high sell 'em cheap type stuff and you could get I, I, my first hi-fi system came from them and i just bought the components i wanted and built it up it looked a mess it didn't match up or anything but you know it sounded really <laughs> nice and it and it cost me probably a third to a half of what what you would have spent on a all-in-one system at the time um so they still do these what they call Bluetooth receivers so basically it's like an amplifier with a pair of speakers on it and then it connects to via Bluetooth to your phone or something so you can play music through that. Um, and I think that's the way most people do music now is because as as you say Tim they're either streaming it or they're playing it off their uh, off their phone on something people don't have um, most of us I would imagine probably have a big pile of CDs and then we never play them. <laughs> <laughs> City was like I, old... I
0: got rid of my CDs. I converted them all to digital. Now, I did most of mine, at least the music that I cared about, at a very high bit rate, you know, 10 yeah. years ago when I did it. Um, I think convenience has won out over quality. Yeah, I agree. Of sound. Um, but see, I, I grew up an audiophile. I've told the story before, um, doing interviews for. By the way, David, I am not recording my conversation, so I hope you are. I am, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I thought I hit record, and I looked over, and yeah, it wasn't moving. Okay. I'm like, ah. ah. So I'm glad you yeah. noticed i on okay, the 18 minutes over. in. <laughs> yeah, start over. Forget everything I just said. Um, no, the... I've done interviews in the past where people wanted me to come in as, you know, oh, he's the host of the MyMac podcast, so he started MyMac.com, and um, Hey, how did you get your start in you know with my Mac? because I started that in 1995 or actually 1994, and people wanted to know that story. And the story is pretty simple, other than the buying the computer part the the writing part was um, initially when I was in high school, I wanted to be a professional writer. I wanted to either write comic books. I couldn't draw. I can't draw a straight line with a ruler. Right. So I, I knew I was going to be an artist, but I figured someone had to write these stories. So I wanted to write comic books. I wanted to uh, write product reviews for stereo review magazine. Cause it was my favorite magazine because I was an audiophile or I wanted to write novels. Um, but I figure all three of those things required, you know, the ability and some experience in writing. So that's why I started my Mac initially. So I can, hone my craft and, and get a real job in, you know, the industry. Well, didn't quite work out that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I am a published author, but that's, that's, it wasn't for science fiction or fantasy or anything like that. It was writing a book about iTunes and iPods at the time.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I, so Tim, in, similar to
2: you, I used to write, but I wrote under a, uh, a pseudonym, another name, yeah, because the fr- after I did like the first four reviews for um, one of the high end video magazines, and I went to CES and like people wanted to grab me by the throat. You know, like you ruined my product. Said, well, no, you ruined your product. I just mm-hmm. told people about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I don't think I've ever told this story on the show before, but I'm I'm also a published author. Um, I also took your route, um, Owen. I wrote under a pseudonym, and I I came up with this idea for kind of a a fantasy world where, um, you know, this boy discovers that he's really important in magic. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, the, the sign I use is JK Rowling and, and the series has done pretty well. I'm quite pleased <laughs> yeah. with it. Yeah. And I hide, I hide, hide this actress to kind of front it out. Cause I didn't want to have to deal with the uh, publicity and that's also working out pretty well as well.
0: <laughs> Except she, te- she keeps trying to rewrite the books after the fact. When, and that's kind of, like uh, she
1: she's, just- she's trying to cash in on my uh,
2: brilliance.
0: That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, well, you did so, a phenomenal job, David. <laughs> I thought it was going to be the uh, erotic fantasy. <laughs> oh, I
1: did those as well, but I just don't like talking about those in public. I know. I, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so, one of the reasons that I wanted to write for Stereo Review is because I was an audiophile. So, I've always been a snob when it came to good sounding audio.
1: Yeah. Tell um, me about that. I get that every week when I send you my audio. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah. Um and the thing is, no, the audio equipment isn't as good as it used to be. And I try not to judge it against stuff that I used to own, like my paradigm speakers and all that. But oh, yeah. um I I still like getting a new pair of speakers in or a speaker nowadays. Yeah. And and testing it and listening to it and really judging it. And some of the convenience factors, I don't want to say outweigh the sound quality, but some of them are pretty good. And so, as part of the whole Amazon Vine thing that I'm doing, I actually two weeks ago, three weeks ago now, got two pair uh, or I got two speakers in for review, and they couldn't be more different. And I was hoping that maybe one of these could take the place of my Altic Lansings. Yeah. And neither one of them can. The first one that I got in was the Belkin Soundform Elite. Hi-Fi smart speaker plus wireless charger. Um, (laughs) It's voice-controlled Bluetooth speaker, Google Assistant speaker, sound technology by DeViolet. I don't
1: know. No idea who that that is.
0: It could not have a longer name. Yeah. Um, And it's out of stock on Amazon. But it's a weird-looking speaker. It's kind of round. And the top of it is a wireless charging pad. Because you
2: have to have that, right? Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I guess. Um, so by itself, the sound sounded okay. Wasn't great. And it wasn't piss poor either. It sounded okay. It sounded exactly what it looks like, yeah. you know, a standalone little speaker. That's really not designed to just rock your music through, but it's fine for low volume music or the Google assistant. So I had to set up Google assistant to test it and all that. Yeah. Um, I quickly found where the mute button was. Uh, it, it would just every now and then just start talking for no reason, right? Which was, you know, kind of annoying. Um, it, but it was kind of neat, you know. I say, you know, hey Google, what time is bubble Oh, I just did it, it just woke up. <laughs> uh, I, I think I've got the volume down. Hey, no, oh, let me try that again. Oh, it's built into that speaker, It's a, yeah. it's a Google Assistant speaker. Yeah. Hey Google, what's the temperature going to be like today?
2: Please
0: log in through the Google Home app. What a win! Kiss my butt.
2: (laughs) Please log in through the Google Home app.
0: Yeah. There are three Um, stars. And and I think that happened after the electrical storm because it fried. You know, I I think when this thing lost power, it kind of logged itself in or logged itself out. Yeah.
1: So I'm looking. Which is fine
0: because all I'm really doing is using it now as a charge point. Yeah. I put my phone there when I get home or when I'm not doing anything.
1: So I've look, I've looked just looked up this Deviolet, and apparently there are a very high-end avant-garde speaker maker. Um uh-huh. I'd be very very surprised um if they had much to do apart from giving their name to this Belkin thing. It's uh, it, it
0: it it doesn't sound terrible. No, but, but...
1: It, it's advertised they're talking about using waveform beaming and all that sort of thing on the on the Amazon page. And it's obviously meant to make you think of what uh, Apple does with the HomePod, which is, right, you know, which anybody who's ever used one, you can argue whether it needs to exist and whether it's a good product or not. But it does sound amazing for a single-pot speaker Yep. because it does all of that computational stuff to improve the sound where it is.
2: Hey, this one has push-push-woofer architecture. Yeah. What does, what does that mean?
1: And, it, and it's talking about cancelling vibrations and stuff, and then they've got a charge pad on the top where you're going to just stick your phone and let it rattle around while they while the music plays. I, I don't get that.
0: Well, if anybody who's going to listen to music on this, you're going to learn quickly not to blast the music through it because it distorts pretty damn quickly. And,
1: and, of course, that's always been the um the way to test good quality speakers versus bad ones sure. is, is where the distortion starts as you crank them up.
0: Yep. So the second speaker I got, is uh it, and really these two speakers are a story of night and day is a denon home 250 wireless speaker yeah. uh compatible with alexa uh but airplay for me two
1: as well i see it,
0: airplay 2 was a big thing for me yeah the sound quality on this denon now i remember denon being a mid-brand way back in the day yeah they were never at the high end but they were never crap either they were Not right true. kind of in the middle yeah not true i have denon uh av
2: receivers and their high end of the receivers were even better than yamaha they were really high end on you know not and not cheap 25 2600 but, but they low end
1: they were they were all they were above the kind of the entry level kind of the stuff yeah they were pioneer but they yeah. yeah
0: but they weren't Macintosh. they no, weren't exactly, yeah they weren't akamichi okay. yeah that's what that's why i say they're right in the middle and and by the way price doesn't denote quality either okay. um so I, I didn't know what to expect with this and it doesn't have any physical buttons everything is kind of a touch screen on top of it so when i first started playing music through this i was quite honestly blown away the the, the audio quality coming out of this 500 dollars speaker is phenomenal i mean it sounds really really good the bass is there, the mid, the treble, the the sound separation, the sound staging. It's all phenomenal. It really does sound fantastic. And I blew Brooke away by playing some music through my computer speakers, which, of course, at the time were the Altec Lansings. Yeah, But with um, iTunes, you can actually set up another uh, multiple speakers and do uh, Airplay 2. So I had music playing on this speaker and then on the other side of the room through the Denon, Mm -hmm. uh, the same song. Of course, it's kind of stereo at that point, but not really. But it blew her away by how much sound that I was pumping into one room. But even by itself, it sounds really good.
1: And this this thing looks like it's got some sort of proprietary multi-room system a little bit like the Sonos. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, built into my AV receiver. It works.
0: It's kind of cool mm-hmm it basically um it's kind of like airplay 2 to be honest it, it, they just kind of connect to each other yeah and sync up so you don't have any kind of delay or anything with the music the it problem when small. you use like airplay 2 is like when you hit play there's a pause while it's you know using its caching technology so the music is going to play perfectly on all the speakers at the same time yeah whereas if you're just directly plugged into something, it just plays. There's a small um, version of
2: it, too, it looks like. like You have the 250, right? There's a small square one that look like my
0: Sony's in a way. That might be nice to pair up a couple of those with this big one. They're half the price. Yeah. I'm really impressed with it, though. I mean, it sounds just phenomenal. I, I was not expecting the sound quality that I'm getting. It will be one that I probably will keep. Now, when the Altic Lansing's blue, I took that speaker, plugged it directly into my Mac, and kind of put it behind my monitor, um, kind of sticking out a little bit so it's not muffled by hitting the back of the screen. But it just wasn't there. There wasn't enough separation. You Mm -hmm. could tell where the sound was coming from, whereas like with the clips where I have a speaker on each side of the monitor, that's what you want. That's how you get real sound stage. We can't really even tell where the sound's coming from. It sounds like it's coming from the screen itself. Whereas this Denon, sitting behind it, it was very localized. Right. It's it's better when you're playing music through it, but for watching a movie or something, it was just not good. Is it stereo? I mean, does it put sound out both directions? It does, but because it's such a small package right. that it, it has it, and they're even aimed to the left and to the right somewhat. But when you're sitting that close to it using it as a computer speaker, it's that it's just not the strong suit for the system.
2: I love that it has an Ethernet port.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> how not how too many speakers you... have that anymore.
2: Yeah, I was having you see an Ethernet port on uh, on a speaker.
0: What's weird is there's no physical buttons. There's not a physical volume button or anything. It's all the touch screen on top. In fact, the uh, um, there's like a 1, 2, and 3, and that's for different inputs. Um It's it's pretty cool. Uh, it's got a USB port, Ethernet connection, AC, AUX input, Bluetooth button, quick select. Uh, it says three quick select buttons to store radio stations. That's not really accurate. Um, like button number one switches the input to AUX. Right. Uh, I think you can change it, but... Thank God that, that was there. Otherwise, there was no way for me to tell it to use the AUX input when I connected directly to the computer without using Bluetooth. Right. Um, but, you know, all, all being equal, i got to say, it sounded really, really good. So if you're looking for a speaker to stick on a shelf that's going to give you really good quality and you don't want to spend quite as much money as the Apple does, although it's about the same price, isn't it?
1: Well, I, I think actually the HomePod has been available at a substantial discount for quite a long time. A I, I, former mm-hmm. sponsor, OWC, I'm pretty sure is knocking them out for at least a couple of hundred dollars less than list. Mm-hmm. So um, this is 499
2: right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: This is quite expensive really for what you get.
1: Well, I, I suppose this is kind of what we were talking about before. This is the equivalent nowadays of buying a, a stereo system. Only you are just buying yeah. a speaker instead of anything else and you stick it in your living room and then you've got something to play music on nicely.
0: Yeah, because everybody's stereo now is your phone or your computer, right? That's right. Yeah, you know you don't need all the different equipment. It's just just one little device in your hand now. It seems strange. The device we listen to most of the music on is the the
2: original Alexa device in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, it actually yeah. had good sound. The new ones don't sound as good, but that one yeah. had good sound.
1: Uh, OWC, by the way, is two hundred and five dollars for a HomePod which is I would have, wow. I would, a hell of I a deal. A,
0: yeah, I'd have a hard time suggesting this Denon over the HomePod. Yeah. I would say get two HomePods for less than this, and it's probably going to sound a whole lot better. Yeah. So, yeah, Denon's got an uphill battle there. Well, um,
1: I, I think I think that's um, – without uh, – you know, the, the HomePod, I don't think it's been a roaring success. So no. I'm not surprised you can get it at a discount. That is quite a substantial discount for what's actually a very – stand uh, Standalone, very good, very good speaker system. The, the home. Yep.
0: Yeah. So let's uh, move on from audio and uh, talk about this other story that I sent you guys on Ars Technica. I thought this was uh, a weird story, and yeah. I don't know how. I don't know where I come down on this. To be honest, French regulators say Google must pay new sites to send them traffic, and. Initially, Google said they're not going to do that. Yeah. So the French, the uh, they passed a law that basically is forcing Google to pay publishers when they link to their content. So if you get on Google and you're in France and you say, "Hey, you know, what's the weather going to be, or what's going on in my hometown?" You want to find out the news. So you just go to Google and you Google it, and your local newspaper results come up. Um, it would show a snippet of the news and maybe a picture from the news story, and then of course you click it and go to your home page and your hometown newspaper or whatever and read the story. Well, the hometown newspapers wants money from Google for that. Now you think it would be the, the the logical part of your brain says, well, wait a minute. <laughs> if Google's sending them traffic, shouldn't they be paying Google?
2: That's yeah. what I thought.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and you would think that that would be appropriate, but when you really step back and think about it, Google is the one that's benefiting because Google's selling ads. Yeah. So they're benefiting from the work that the newspaper did They're They're basically giving Google something to sell advertising on top of.
1: Not only that Google's um, the way Google does this, they have a Google news site. So it's like a news aggregator. So you go in there and it, it looks like, the news site it's structured very much the same way that a big news organization might be. So you get a world news, local news, technology, entertainment, all that sort of stuff, right? And then you get lists of headlines that they are pulling from news organizations on the web. And you're right, they're, they're tracking and advertising and that sort of thing as well. Now, the thing is, if you click on one of these, what it tries to do first is present it in the Google News app. On a say on a, on an iPad or something like that, so they're trying to keep you inside the Google ecosystem, and it's only when they can't do that that they then link you to the content provider, and of course again they will continue to track you while you do that. So they're getting advertising benefit if you then move on from that website to somewhere else because they've probably got got a cookie in the stream that means they see where you go, so they're also understanding more about the news. So they are getting substantial benefit and uh, i think the argument from the french side is that google could not do any of this if it wasn't for the fact that they they're effectively re- republishing the front end of the content on their own site and um under copyright law under european copyright law if you're taking something and republishing it and you're financially betting benefiting from that then you owe the source some money and that's where this has come from. The downside of this of this approach, though, is that Spain tried this a few years ago. And what yeah, Google Spain did is them off. Google just uh, stopped offering Google news services and stopped linking to Spanish news sites um, in Spain. And, of course, then the news sites lost revenue because they weren't getting as many eyeballs and their advertising revenue fell. <laughs> so um, it's this is a classical situation here of... Um, I think a state trying to do or a Satan organization trying to do what they think is legal and fair, but actually Google holds all the power here because of their effectively monopoly position on the web.
0: So who do you blame? I mean, and, and should these news organizations get paid? Owen, do you think that Google should pay these news organizations? I'm split on this. I, I, because I, if it wasn't for the news just... organizations, Google has nothing to to sell. I mean, they're basically selling ads to aggregate news that other people are creating for them. So they're, they're getting all the benefits without paying for that news reporter on the ground getting the story.
2: And I agree with you. If Google is showing it in something other than just a search result, I think they should pay for it. That's my opinion anyway. Uh, but the fact that they shows up in search returns, they shouldn't pay for that. That's just what a search yeah. engine does.
1: I kind of concur with that. I think that, you know, you're absolutely right, Tim. They are benefiting directly from this content that other people are publishing and it is different from search because they are collecting it all together and they're choosing how to structure it and present it. They're doing it using algorithms. They're not doing it in person, I would imagine, but nevertheless, they're basically, they're becoming, um, you know, a news front page and then they're benef- benefiting from that now. And their argument, I would imagine, is that oh well, you know, we send traffic to these sites, so um, you know, it's a quid pro quo. But the problem is, they send more than the traffic; they send their little tracking buddies along with it too.
0: Well, not only that, that they're including snippets, so people could just read the snippet and not click the link.
1: Yeah, and I don't have their app, which they advertise here on the front page of this Google News site but I would imagine if you have their app that they probably, um, you know, they have options. Google is all about the, they have this amp standard where they can um, re- take text and reflow it and strip all the garbage and the ads from the originating site out. And they're very hot on that as well. So I, I would imagine that again, all of this is stacked very much in Google's favor. They're not doing it out the goodness of their heart. And it's all about trying to get traffic for them, yeah. not for the originating site. So I, I don't see... I can understand why they're resisting it, but I don't see why they shouldn't pay. The difficulty is you can't do it on a country-by-country country basis. The only way this no. is actually going to work is if the EU turns around and says, you know what, Google, if you want to run this these sorts of sites, then you need to, pray, you need to pay at an EU level into a fund that then gets distributed by the EU to news aggregators in, in the EU countries. I don't think... France on its own has the power, just as Spain, as we found out with Spain, France doesn't have the the juice to try and fight this. They'll just shut it down because I'd imagine the French Google News market is something they can afford to lose.
0: Um, I agree, but I also think that it would be a really bad PR move for them to do so. More so than Spain. Uh, Why? Yeah. Um, More vocal. Hmm. Uh, The French government's way more proactive about stuff like this and the French people themselves. Yeah.
1: And 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 don't get me wrong, France is a very, very, unlike Spain, France is a very, very big influencer of EU policy. Yep. So what happens is if this blows up in Google's face, then France will set the EU even further to war with Google than they are at the moment. And, and um,
0: Google can't afford to miss out on the EU or the UK. No. And, and heaven forbid for Google the U S regulators and lawmakers start looking at this going, yeah, why, why, you know, Google's this giant company making billions of billions of dollars. And they're not, they're not giving back to these organizations that are providing them content. That's making them popular in the first place. It can't just be a one way street. Yeah. And that's the way it's been since Google launched. Unless you pay Google to send stuff your way, that's an ad. And
2: Please log in through the Google Home app. <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny. Wow, <laughs> there's a there's
1: that's- a there's an object example of the problems with Google right there.
2: I'm Actually, it's been to listening like to you Google. all along, Tim, and it's, it's not going to work for you anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I I have a philosophical problem with. Google reaping all the benefits. And we've already seen the results of the old business models crumbling because of this. You know, yeah. Newspapers don't make an eighth of what they used to make.
1: No, the, In fact, um, we just found out yesterday the Jewish Chronicle, which has been the major British newspaper for the Jewish community. We have a very big vocal Jewish community here in the UK, um, announced yesterday that it's going into receivership. And that's, oh, that's been going. That's been going for about eighty, ninety years. And they, even with a community who are very, very interested in the specific Jewish angle of the news, yeah, they it doesn't. Uh, and and this is this is also particular. We have a very big Orthodox community here who don't use the internet. Yeah, despite that, they can't keep going. Hmm. And it's because of yeah. av- they can't get the advertising money they used
0: to. Right, because the advertisers are giving it to Google. Yeah, because Google's. Uh, aggregating their news and yeah, because putting my, out in a yeah most, better way,
1: most advertisers would rather advertise to a bigger audience rather than a niche audience,
0: right? Yeah, and, but the niche audience is what's making the bigger audience for Google,
1: exactly. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the issue I think the issue with all of these things, and and it's the same with other companies like Facebook and and uh, anybody who's and Amazon, anybody who's been criticised in in some of their actions is that if these companies had always behaved, Google used to have it as their tagline, don't be evil. If they'd actually stuck to that and had always tried to, you know, do only services and things that have a community benefit as well as making them money and had veered away from the seedier side of of the internet business, then maybe regulators would not be coming down on them like this when they do stuff like Google News. But the problem is they haven't. They've consistently... Uh, when people have challenged them for things like uh, fact checking and giving, giving voices to uh, unsavory people and, um, not doing enough to protect children online and minorities online and that sort of thing. And, Google and what has they've kind of,
2: done for books?
1: Yeah, exactly. And Google has kind of, you know, wriggled around that just in the <clears> same <throat> way that Facebook does and everything else. And they every, always do the bare minimum. Then regulators would not be coming at them like this. They would be going, "Oh, you know, lot like, fair, fair quid pro quo." But the problem is, you reap what you sow, and a lot of these companies have behaved questionably and and really not in the spirit, if not the letter, of the law for a long time and now it's coming back to bite them and we're going to see more and more of this over a few years i think
0: what's your take on
2: I, I would have say exactly the same thing he did uh I, my wife who's uh, writes books and works with publishers you know she got a letter from google saying oh we're going to put your book online she's like wait a minute i i make money by selling books <laughs> you know it's well they're going to make a library I, I didn't like it. I, I would say, you know, Google has spread out a little far and and put their fingers into a lot of things which they can afford to pay for.
0: And they don't. And they don't. Yeah. Yeah. I I Google has traditionally anyways, a disdain for the content creators themselves. And I don't see that changing anytime soon.
1: Yeah. No, which is like, too
0: bad because yeah you know, if Google really did get behind the content creators and all you have to do is see their, their policies towards their draconian policies towards people on YouTube, same company. Um, you you can see that Google really cares about taking advantage of people and content creators and doing barely anything as a reward. Um, And maybe it's, you know, maybe this is the first step, France here, technically the second step, to maybe hold them a little bit more accountable. You know, Google, you got to share the wealth when all you do is benefit from others' content. You don't actually create anything of your own. You just steal everybody else's content. Maybe it's time for you to start giving back.
1: Yeah. and. You know, maybe france would be more amenable towards google if google paid more taxes in france <laughs> <'Cause> that, <laughs> that, that may be the answer you know and that. that and that is <laughs> that's the same and i'm not, you know i'm not singling google out for that because i think we know that all all the big electronics giants from wherever they're based from whether they're japanese whether they're uh, american whether they're canadian whoever they is everyone runs it the same way which is they operate yep. worldwide and then they organize their things in a perfectly legal way to minimize the amount of tax they pay in the countries where they operate and i think yep. that's something else if, if more if more uh, companies including apple and other companies who we've we're more vocal of um and more supportive of perhaps um did more to pay taxes in the places where they operate i think a lot less there would be a lot less of this going on but they don't you know and um you don't. Yeah, there's a,
0: you know, the big story out of uh, Amazon this last tax season, the last two, is that Amazon paid zero taxes. Yeah.
2: So do we blame the company or do we blame the, the lawmakers no, it's the for making the, it's laws the lawmakers do
0: it? No, it's the lawmakers because they're the ones that took the grift from these big companies yeah. to pass laws so they can get away with this. It's 100% the lawmakers.
1: The problem is, is that, um, yeah, you, when you close tax loopholes and you make it more difficult for corporations to do these sorts of things, you're not only you affecting Amazon and Apple and Google and all the others, but you're also uh, affecting companies in the state you represent. Um, and they don't like it. And so they come Hmm. to you and they go, we don't like this law. We don't want you to do it anymore. And unfortunately there's a big, um, you know, there's a, there's one side of the political divide who believes that, you know, Big government is bad and, and corporations shouldn't have to pay a lot of tax. So, um, you, you know, it's not in their interest to fix it, even though there'd be a lot more money around for everybody if they did.
0: Yep. I think that's a good place to wrap up this episode of tech fan. Uh, Owen, really appreciate you coming on and chatting with us this week.
2: Always a pleasure to meet with you guys and talk. Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, everything going good at home. I know you're working from home. Everything's good. You know, work from home is an interesting thing. Everybody thinks
2: it's great. It's really fun for about two weeks. And then you realize you're working from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. and you're not taking breaks in the day and there's no one interrupting you. And you, you, I'm exhausted by the end of the day, much yeah. more so than when I was in the office. You know, I've, so.
1: I've had a very, very grumpy week and I'm not very popular at home at the moment because I've been so <laughs> grumpy too. about, I, you know, I've kind of, I've hit the wall with the home working. It's not fun anymore.
0: No, uh, I'm, I'm with you guys 100%. Um It's really difficult to sell cars when I'm sitting here at home. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you, about. I wanted to ask you about that. Uh, is the dealership closed down? Um, technically, uh, the sales department is, wow. Um, they just adjusted the stay at home rules to make things a little different. So we'll see how that goes. I should find out later today, but, uh, effectively. Yeah, it's, uh, it's closed down. And when you make commission, um, that kind of hurts
2: yeah i sold cars when i was much younger so i remember what it was like when you didn't get rotation
0: (laughs) yep but if you
1: if you do sell a car i mean is there somebody at the dealership to prep it and get it ready to go out the door
0: sure yeah
1: okay so uh, there is a i mean it's much much harder to sell cars like that but i suppose there's a prospect of at least well up until now
0: up until now we could not sell a car right you weren't allowed to it wasn't allowed right
2: yeah, well, because then you got all these people sitting in a car. It's, it's like I'm wondering about people who sell homes, right? Are house sales going to stop? Because you know, I wouldn't want a bunch of people traipsing through my home right since now. Since
1: we since Britain went to lockdown three weeks ago, the housing market has effectively stopped completely here. Interesting. They, uh, and in fact, it's be, because of that. It's becoming difficult to get new mortgages because lenders aren't interested. Uh, obviously, you can't go mm-hmm. around houses, uh, and yeah, basically, um, most of the estate agents. Uh, the realtors as you would call them have shut up along have shut shop along with everything else they're not not deemed essential services so effectively people aren't buying houses at the moment and um the current government advice in the UK is that if you are waiting to move and you're looking to complete solicitors can work from home so they can complete the transactions but the people are recommending you don't do a move you won't get a moving company and you probably shouldn't move into a house at the moment wow so yeah i think uh, that's
2: like it is here
0: you know the thing is, actually, our governor just made it yesterday that you can't even go to your neighbor's house now. Um, there's they're limiting now how many people could be in the grocery store at one time.
2: Yeah. We have that. We have yeah. that. But I have we've to ask you a question. What happens? What happens when you when you violate that? Last night on the news, um, I guess the city of Napa was having problems. People were just ignoring all the rules, and the guy said, "Well, the police department going take take control, and they're going to send you home."
1: Well, we we um. Uh, what <laughs> we we had legislation passed about three weeks ago that means the police can um, strongly encourage you to go home, and if you refuse, that's it, what they say. <laughs> yeah, but if they, if you refuse, they fine you. So okay. uh, they've been handing out a lot of fines. I, I saw statistics because there's a big worry about this this weekend. It's very warm in Britain this weekend, uh, and it's also it's a bank holiday weekend with it being Easter. So today is actually a formally bank holiday, so nobody should be working anyway, and also Monday. So traditionally, with it being a long weekend, people like to go out, enjoy the countryside and all that sort of thing. So they they were anticipating like uh, many more people breaching the uh, the uh, stay at home regulations. And apparently the last week in Greater Manchester, which is a uh, a, a province that's probably um, well, it's probably the size of um, it's smaller than the Chicago area. But, um, you know, it's no nothing like Los Angeles or anything, but it's still a pretty big county. There's a couple of, two, three million people. Um, the uh, They had uh, at least six to 700 parties. They broke up last weekend, and it wasn't nice wow. last weekend. Um, and they're anticipating a lot more this weekend because people just, you know, I, I th- unfortunately, there's a lot of people who feel, all right, well, I'm, I'm staying in the house all week. I deserve to break <laughs> the regulations, you know, so they go and do it. Um, by the
0: same token um you look it's a pandemic it's bad but you can't expect society to come to a cre- a, a crashing halt for months at a time um well, yeah it's not been it, months much so as, it's
1: been three weeks that's the problem I, no i understand
0: <laughs> but here in michigan it was pretty much most of well, it was all of april or it's going to be all of april and it was half of March, so it's going to be six weeks before this is supposed to expire and i don't see how they're going to be able to keep it going beyond that because so many businesses are going to go out of business if they do that and yep. you can't completely destroy the economy because of something like this you just can't
2: we'd search 75 percent of the restaurants are, are at risk of closing
0: yeah, well, well, yeah. At least um, in
2: this area, yeah.
1: They, our government has put a lot of money in. They're paying eight percent of everybody's
0: wages. Um, yeah, and they're not doing that here. Yeah. So you, that's a, it's a different yeah. situation where you live. Yeah, they're not doing that from here.
1: No.
0: Um. You know, most of the money that they're giving away is going to go to great big giant businesses. Yeah. Which cracks me up because people here are like, "Hey, we're getting what is it, fifteen hundred dollars a person? Um, now it's yeah. twelve hundred dollars a person, and plus five hundred dollars for each dependent." what that's um, that's one month's worth of yeah no, it's Barely. Not, not gonna last yeah. very long yeah 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 so yeah
1: I, so, so th- yeah this is the pr- and don't get me wrong i mean we will pay the financial price for this um after we come out of this but the attitude here and we've had a lot of questions from our media the last few days about what's the plan for getting out the lockdown when might the lockdown end and they are consistently saying at the moment no plans we're not thinking we are thinking about it we're not talking about it because we've got to stay as we are because otherwise people will die, and, they, and, and that's the message they're saying: is that every time somebody has a party and they risk passing that thing on, then you are literally killing people. And that's that's you know that's what it is. We we I think our deaths have peaked. To, yesterday was nearly a thousand deaths, and um, um, in total now we we, we reckon it's between eight and nine thousand in the last four or five weeks. So it, these are big numbers, and. Yep. Um, but you can't destroy
0: society because of it. Though. You
1: can't destroy society. You need to need to find a balance. But I think it. We're in the early. Certainly, in the UK, we're in the early stages of worrying about destroying society. Um, and uh, we, you know, they are saying if we can keep this keep this on for the next few weeks, we will pass the peak, and then we can figure out and we get out of it. The hard part is how you release the lockdown without just basically creating a, another wave of pandemic a few, a few weeks down the line. Exactly. Uh, and yeah. that's the challenge, and I think that's why people are asking questions. Um, well, I think
0: most people are going to be a lot. Look, I think handshakes are a thing of the past at this point. I don't think they're ever going to come back. Um, I think behaviors are going to change. Uh, look, The Asians have been, in Asian countries, have been wearing face masks for a long time. Uh, you're going to see that in Western culture now as well. Uh, two years from now, there's still going to be people you're going to see wearing face masks. It seems weird right now, but we're going to get used to that and mm. it's going to be no big deal. Yeah. So I, a lot of things are going to change. Um, but, you know, hopefully we'll get past this sooner rather than later because at but least yeah. here in America, we don't have a government that's going to pay for everything.
1: No, that well, that's the problem. Is the longer it lasts. And, yeah, they, I... Reduction in when growth. People start losing their homes. Yeah. No, no. The reduction, <laughs> yeah. the reduction in the economy that we're looking at at the moment is being estimated in the UK between ten and twenty five percent, and those are Great Depression type figures. Um, and right. you know everybody knows what happened then is that you know it went on for years, and a lot of people lo- lost a lot more than their jobs, and a lot of people ended up homeless and dying as a result of just the economics. So. This is this is going to have a big impact for a long time. So the sooner it ends, the better. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right, guys. I will. Uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks on Tech Fan. And uh, for those out there, be safe. Be happy. Yeah. See you soon. Bye.